Dory, and welcome to this episode of Slice. I have Natalie Kustrick here to continue the forgiveness series. Natalie, this is our last episode of our mini-series on forgiveness. I know, I'm so sad, but it's been a really uh, fun series that we've done. I hope it's been helpful for people. Yeah, I hope so too. (laughs) We talked about many aspects of forgiveness in this series. This one is dear to our hearts because it is a combination of the healing process and the spiritual process. It's about allowing yourself full range of emotion, but learning how to not let your feelings and beliefs get in your way. We've titled this episode, Fuck You and Thank You, because of the very idea that when something bad happens to us, like betrayal, violence, rape, abuse, loss and tragedy, we cannot bypass the emotions. We must feel the range of emotion, the anger, the pain, the sadness, the loss, the betrayal, the powerlessness, the fear, the indecency, and the crime before we can heal and forgive. And that's the fuck you. It's from that place where the gifts happen. And we say thank you for this opportunity to learn, to grow, to go to the depth of our soul in the darkness and transform, to activate a cause or passion inside ourselves, to agree to think more of ourselves and to know ourselves and empower us through self-respect and self-love. We also want to reiterate that forgiveness never means approval of what someone has done. Never. Forgiveness is for us first. Then, on a spiritual, collective energy level, it's for the world. We become living products of forgiveness when we integrate forgiveness and love into our daily actions. This episode is about how to transform your hurt and betrayal into forgiveness and love. We are going to focus on three main topics today. Forgiveness is personal. Who would you be without the trauma victim story? And are you brave enough to accept the gifts of the trauma? We saved this topic for the very last episode for a reason. It's really important to understand the stages of forgiveness, which is why we did all these episodes, to understand all the variations, all the nuances. You know, hopefully, if you've listened to the other podcasts, you're going to see that, like, forgiveness is complicated. It's not just saying I'm sorry. It's it like it's like a straight line. It's not a straight line. And and actually I'm sorry doesn't even really have anything to do with forgiveness. It's complicated. So that's why we tried to break it down for everyone to give them more tools, more information so that you can access where you're at in your own life, where you're at in your heart and soul and decide what you want to do. And even if you decide to not forgive and you don't want to forgive, and if all of this information has led you to not wanting to forgive, then that's a powerful statement too. And then you just have to say, how am I going to live with these feelings, with this anger, with this resent, with this chip on my shoulder? Like, how am I going to live and accept that and live consciously knowing that that's what you're wanting to do, that's how you're going to do it. And don't make it about anybody else. Don't make it a blaming thing. Don't blame other people because of those experiences. Just know that you've chosen to not let go of it, to hold on to it, and that that's going to be a part of your life. And that is your choice. And that's totally okay. And if you can make that choice, 
to not forgive, that's still very empowering. And that's what we're here to do. Right. And that's exactly why our first point is that forgiveness is personal. What you need to know is that the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Because there's something unique that only humans do. And that is, no matter what happens to us, we think we could have done something different. This thought that you could do something different is a sign of trauma. It's so hard to be vulnerable and to face yourself. Even though the trauma can create so much shame and blame, the dilemma is it can feel easier to stay in it. If we stay in the blame place, we also stay in trauma and in a victim state. Another reason we have a hard time with forgiveness is that we believe we will show as weak or that it means the other person won or is right. It's hard to let go of things and that's where we get stuck. A healthy strategy is to share our experiences with other people. Most find it easier and more comfortable to connect over trauma versus happiness. It's easier and more comfortable to vibrate low and bond over trauma and anger than it is to really feel and express our feelings. And vulnerability, like powerlessness, shame, guilt, sadness, fear, disappointment. This leads to the step of self-forgiveness, where we begin to distinguish between being the victim in the story to the hero of our story. But first, we have to say, fuck you. One of the questions we propose to clients who are stuck in their trauma story is, who would you be without the trauma victim story? Love that question. I know. I do too. It's so good. I do too. It's an empowering question. It's the step forward away from the story and into yourself. Exactly. And to healing. I mean, that's what we're talking about, Very much healing, yes. So it will sound something like, if blank didn't happen, then I would have blank. Or my life would be like blank. An example of what a client might say is, if I wasn't so damaged, someone would love me. If I didn't have to pay for all my hospital bills from the car accident because of that drunk driver, I would have a life now. If she didn't cheat on me, I wouldn't have trust issues and be able to be in a relationship again. It's basically any statement that puts blame on something or someone for why you don't have what you want. That is what creates a victim mentality. And we're not saying that we are not impacted by what people do and the experiences we have, but we have a choice of what we want to do with those experiences, with those feelings, and what actions we want to take. We are not powerless to make choices, regardless of the situation. We always can make a choice. So how do you help your clients move forward out of the story of victimhood and into a new story? Well, in order to alchemize this victim mentality, we have to ask ourselves, what do I have control over? What choices can I make in moving forward? Who do I want to be and how do I want to feel? Am I ready to let go of my story to find the real me? The vulnerability would be something like, I'm afraid to trust again. I don't trust myself to take care of myself. It is the willingness to face your vulnerabilities and confront your fears that leads you out of the victim story and puts you on the path of becoming your own hero. You know, another thing, I think one of the reasons that we hold on to our story mm-hmm. is for control. However, this is a false sense of control and based on external cues and reinforcement. 
this way of thinking will always, always keep us connected to the trauma versus the healing of it. We have to let go of the sense of external control or we will never let go. Here's the truth. It is unfair. It's messed up. You didn't deserve what happened to you. Yeah, it is not, not your, your fault. fault. Yeah. No. But the more you hold on to it, the stronger the connection gets to the perpetrator than to yourself. And in that place, there's no room for forgiveness or healing. You're stuck. And what we're trying to say here is that when you get stuck, that means there's a story or a theme around your trauma. Okay, your trauma story. So we ask you, what is your theme? What is the negative underlying belief that you connect to this? Is it, I'm a loser? I'm not enough? I always fuck up? Bad things always happen to me? I'm not lovable? I don't deserve happiness? Nothing ever turns out for me? It's always going to be this way. These are just a few that we hear all the time. The second step would be to ask yourself, who would you be without this story, without this theme? This will open you to what is possible and what's available to you. And more often than not, we find that people hold on to their story because they've attached the story to their identity and they really don't believe in themselves enough. And instead of facing their fears and discomfort, they hide behind their trauma story and become the victim to their story. If we want to be the hero of our story in our life, which is always possible, we need to have the courage to face ourselves and challenge our negative thinking and our story, which keeps us stuck and in pain. Wow. That was so powerful. That is, what a beautiful statement. That is some great information that you shared right now, Dory. Thank you. I mean, it leads me to think that there is, this is the gift of the trauma. The question is, who do we get to be now? What we fail to recognize, there are skills that are activated because of the trauma, like resiliency, courage, independence, problem solving. Maybe you uncover a talent you never knew you had. You might not have known or discovered any of these aspects of yourself without the trauma experience. Imagine that. You might not have known or discovered any of these aspects of yourself without the trauma experience. That's right. Yeah, and that's where the thank you comes in. First, we have to say, fuck you for the rape, the crime, the betrayal, the hurt, the disappointment, all of that. First, we say, fuck you, because we have feelings, and we got to express our feelings. It's not a kumbaya thing. There's no kumbaya until the end, okay? So first, we have our feelings. And if you're doing it right, it's going to be messy, it's not going to be tidy. It's messy when we have our feelings because there's anger, there's blame, there's deep sadness, there's loss of faith, there's despair. But once we allow those feelings, we also play a loop of what could I have done differently, which is where we get stuck in the trauma. And then in order to transform, we need to look at the opportunities and the gifts of what this trauma can bring. And that's when we have the opportunity to make a change and the opportunity for forgiveness. Look, not everyone will be called to a major public action, but think of almost every cause out there was likely started from a loss or a trauma. I mean, I can talk about the many tragedies I've experienced in my lifetime, but I think I'll leave that for another episode. <laughs> I think what I can talk about today is maybe a lighter 
not for all of us, a lighter topic of just like a universal loss, the end of my marriage. I thought my marriage would last forever. And as it was falling apart, it was so sad and so difficult for me. I was so in all those feelings that I'm talking about, you know, the the range of emotions, the ups and the downs, the questioning. It's just crazy. So like if you've ever broken up from a relationship that you're in or a divorce or, you know, or even a long-term business partnership, just any relationship that ends after a long time, it just comes with a range of emotions. And I really didn't think it would ever fall apart. And in my depth of my sadness, in my deepest, darkest moments, because I'm so based in faith and so based in spirituality and love, I said to myself, probably crying at the moment, I know this is really hard. But I know one day I'm going to say thank you. But right now I'm in the fuck you moment. So I'm going to tell you that the road wasn't easy. And it was filled with pain and hurt and anger. And it took a long time for me to say thank you. And the crazy thing is it had nothing to do with him. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about their relationship. It had to do with myself and the person who I was who I thought I was, why I was doing what I was doing, why I thought those were the right things to do, all all of it. It was like, it all had to do with me, right? Because on the surface, the relationship just ended. Not all relationships are meant to last forever. Mine wasn't meant to last forever, but it lasted a long time and a lot of amazing things came out of it. So for me, it took three to five years to start to see the gifts. And I'll tell you, no matter how hard it was and how disappointing and how painful it was, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change anything about getting married. I wouldn't change one thing about what happened over almost 16 years of being with this person because that was my path. And I accept that it was my choice. I chose to be in the marriage. I chose this partner from a conscious, spiritual, intellectual, cognitive place. And I was committed to it. And a lot of beautiful things happened from it. And it's not about forgiving him. It's about forgiving myself. That was the pain for me. It wasn't about looking back and saying, oh, do I forgive him? Do I forgive him for that my marriage ended? Do I forgive? It's, it wasn't about him at all. It's about me. Can I forgive myself for my marriage failing? Can I forgive myself for the ways that I acted that I may have not been proud of? So basically, can I forgive myself? So what I want to say is that the way that my forgiveness took place wasn't about him. It was about me. So I had to get right with me first. And I chose me first. I love what you just said. It's so hard to get to that space to be able to see who you were in a relationship, accept that part of yourself, and then courageously move forward in your life. I mean, I had a similar Thing. My, my marriage didn't last like yours did, but I had been in a relationship with someone for nine and a half years before we got married, but our marriage didn't last very long. It was only a year and a half. I thought that we were getting married, that it was for love, and it ended up being a business transaction. 
I wasn't really aware of that. Now, I didn't have just anger. I had rage that apparently I had been living a lie. And who I thought this person was is not who he was. And who I was, I didn't even know who I was. It was this feeling about like I was going crazy. Like there was something wrong with me. And there's a lot of games going on in our relationship. A lot of lies where you begin to question, is what I'm thinking real? Or is he telling me the truth? Because you don't want to actually face and believe things. My divorce was very much me waking up to a lot of things that I had allowed right. in my life. Yeah. And so it opened me up to a new view of myself and a deeper understanding of who I am. It taught me that I'm not the perception of another person. The only okay. person's view that matters is mine. It gave me an opportunity to learn about myself in ways I may not ever had access to in the past. This would have never happened without the betrayal and the loss of my husband. It was the greatest gift I've ever received in my life. It is because of that divorce that I embarked on a, creating a business. I've had several now. <laughs> I've, I've moved to, I moved from to another state. I've met all kinds of new people. I've tried all different things in my life that I never would have done. I'm on a, I'm doing a podcast now for Christ's sake. I never would have done that before. And in the pain, I would not trade an ounce of the pain that I experienced for who I have become and who I get to be on a daily basis, because I will never be the woman that I was then ever again. And I can tell you that that makes me smile. That's right. Oh, I love that, Natalie. That's beautiful. And, you know, I think that the point here for both of us, what we want to convey to you is that we have to forgive ourselves. And once we forgive ourselves, all the rest of it unfolds. And all the rest of it unfolds exactly how it's meant to. And that's where we're able to have the possibility of forgiving somebody else for hurting us somebody else for their betrayal, somebody for their crime, their rape, their murder, you know, whatever it is. It's like, that's where that comes from. But it starts with us first. Nellie, that was so beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. You're really good at sharing your vulnerable stories. <laughs> I'm not as good, but I'll do my, I, I try. So the last thing that uh, we want to leave you with is a gift of a mantra of self-forgiveness. Right. There's a beautiful Hawaiian prayer and a self-transformation technique called Ho'oponopono. It's a series of four mantras and it goes like this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. sorry. Please, Please forgive me. me. I, I love, love you. you. Thank, Thank you. With that said, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Slice. Please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time. Ciao for now. Ciao.